Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. What's going on, folks? Welcome to it. It is time for another edition of Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host. Thank you for being with us as per usual and broadcasting live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook right here in Des Plaines, Illinois. And we are very excited because we've got a playoff game with a team featured here in Chicago going off tonight. Maybe not the highest of confidence surrounding that particular team, but there's plenty of bets to go around in that game. Bulls and the Bucks. I'll give you my preview for the game momentarily, along with several prop bets that I am playing in that matchup. But looking ahead further in the show, holding Kushner out in the Mile High City. Going to be joining along in 15 minutes. The Nuggets have not been looking great in their series against the Warriors yet. It's pretty close to a pick'em for their next game back in Denver. Does Holden think the Nuggets have a chance? How would he look to maybe bet some of those series prices? And among other things, all other sports in the Denver area we will discuss with Holden. Then 30 minutes from now, we'll talk some NBA and some baseball with our guy, Will Hill. He is host of the New York City cast. So we'll get his thoughts specifically on the Brooklyn Nets and Boston Celtics series. And then the Mets game that we have going off later tonight will be discussed with Will in 30 minutes. And then at the end of the show, I wanted to talk about a draft prop. Yes, the NFL draft coming up next week. We'll have extensive coverage here on VEASAN. And I finally got into it a little bit on the Chicago City Cast. If you want to hear more about it, again, check it out at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts available. But in this segment on Rush Hour, I want to hone in on the Bears and who they may choose with their first pick. Yes, it's in the second round, but still potentially some value 
with who the Bears could snag, and we'll give out a baseball bet toward the end of the show. So like we said, plenty to get to. Let's go ahead and begin previewing the second game in the first round between the Bulls and the Bucks this evening in Milwaukee. The Bucks opened up naturally as a favorite, but at nine and a half at Bet Rivers was a specific number. Now you've seen them pretty much a double-digit favorite ever since the opener. It's currently at 10. Moneyline has Milwaukee minus 530, and the Bulls catch him plus 390. Total at 225. It remains at 225, but in some other shops, you have seen this total dip a little bit toward the under, considering, well, game one was very low scoring, 93 to 86. Looking into this game, I think this is really going to be what we saw during the course of the regular season. If you recall the first matchup between the Bulls and the Bucks, it was a 94-90 victory by Milwaukee. The Bulls had their chances despite them having injured players. And Milwaukee, yeah, Giannis did his thing, but Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, eh, not so much. That's pretty much what happened on Sunday. And the Bulls had all these opportunities to capitalize offensively, but they could not do it. And despite the offensive struggles we saw from some of Milwaukee's top players, they still found a way to win. you got to imagine those struggles aren't going to persist, especially in this game. Game 1s of the first round of playoffs with top seeds are always a little bit shaky. They're kind of lackadaisical going into it and, you know, maybe not as pressured to dominate right out of the gate. Not until late in the game, which is what you saw with Milwaukee, of course. But again, you know, I, I speak of this total, and 225 is where it's at, and I would lean toward the under, but I got to thinking, you know, because I live bet this in the first game, I'm like, all right, what do they have this first half total at? And the highest first half total I saw, if you looked around books in Illinois, was 110.5. It seems like consensus is at about 110, but let's take a look at what these teams have done each time they have met. In the very first meeting, at the end of the first half, Milwaukee was up 45 to 44. All right, so that gives you a first half total of 89, right? The second meeting, Milwaukee was up 57 to 53. This was the highest first half total between the two squads. 110 is what that came out to. Third meeting, Milwaukee 59, Chicago 43, and that was a total of 102. Fourth meeting, last one in the regular season, Milwaukee at 58, Chicago at 46. The first half total came to 104. And then in the most recent meeting, the first game of the playoff series, 51 to 43, Milwaukee was leading. First half total came out to 94 points. The average first half total in five games between the Bucks and the Bulls is 99, uh, 99 excuse me, 0.8 points. And they've stayed under 110 and a half, which again is the best number I saw in all five meetings so far. Again, it seemed to have come down a little bit. I took a little piece at 110 and a half. If you could still get 110 and you don't mind rooting against the points in the first half, I think this is a really good angle to consider between Milwaukee and Chicago. It's two familiar teams that have seen each other not only a lot this year, but with a lot of the same talent that we saw last year. So they know what they're going to get with each other. Look, I get it's a good home environment with Milwaukee. You still get a decent amount of Bulls fans traveling not too far away. So it's not an overwhelming advantage in terms of the atmosphere for Milwaukee. You saw the adjustments that Billy Donovan finally implemented to this Bulls team, their lineup and everything defensively. So I think it will start off maybe not incredibly low scoring like we saw in game one, but enough to keep it under the first half total of 110, which is what we've seen every single time, except for the second game where it did land exactly on 110. Now, again, I am expecting a better performance offensively from some of these Bucks players, but can the Bulls do enough offensively to contribute to get you over that first half total? That's the big question, because I think Milwaukee's defense will step it up immediately out of the gates. 
But one guy that I do think they may have a tough time limiting in this game, it's going to be DeMar DeRozan. Now, this seems like the easy option to go with in terms of a points prop. DeMar's been crushing it all year, and you're looking to trust anybody. Typically, it has been DeMar. In that game one, though, the man you brought over to bring over some postseason experience, the man who's been crushing it in the fourth quarter, well, he completely disappeared in the fourth quarter. It was very strange to see. He went 6-25 in the first game, 0-2 from beyond the arc, 6-6 from the charity stripe, and racked up 18 points. After the game, DeMar says, yeah, that's not going to happen again. And I believe him. I truthfully do. And you see his points prop at 27.5 at most shops. The over about minus 114 was the best number I saw. And if you look back at what he's done in the larger sample size against Milwaukee, in five games, he's averaging over 28.5 points per game against Milwaukee. And he's eclipsed this mark of 27.5 points in three out of five games, including the playoff game. He dropped 35, 29, 21, 40, and 18 respectively. So again, DeMar has had his good opportunities against the Bucs, and I do think what happened in the last game was sort of an aberration, and I think he'll come back to the norm of being the top scorer and coming alive in the fourth quarter. Again, we know what he does consistently, and that's taking a lot of his shots from mid-range. 71% of his shot attempts are coming from mid-range, and he's knocking down nearly 50% of them. The Bucs are allowing opponents to make about 43.5% of their shot attempts from mid-range. That ranks 24th in the NBA. I think he makes the most of his opportunities this game. I believe he's a man of his word. It's not going to be a poor shooting night, or at least to that extent that we saw in game one. So I'm going to bank on the fact that, hey, maybe the Bulls don't do great, but DeRozan should do enough to get over his points prop at 27.5. So count me in for DeMar DeRozan over 27.5 points at minus 114. Furthermore, I talked about this a little bit earlier in the week, at least on the Chicago City cast. Another bet that I think is a very good look revolves around Nikola Vucevic. Not his points, but his rebounds. Now, the shortest number I saw, and again, give yourself a lot of options. That's the advantage you have as a better. Get these other outlets. A lot of books had 10.5 for his rebounds, but some had 9 in the hook. Now, you're paying a little bit of a price here to the over minus 140. But like I've stated in the past, I'm willing to lay more to get that better prop number, even if it's by just one, because a lot of times that one makes a substantial difference. He's gone over nine and a half rebounds in 47 out of 73 games this year, compared to over 10 and a half rebounds in 38 out of 73 games this season. So it is a significant difference that I'm willing to lay minus 140 to get that difference. Now, this season overall, Vooch is averaging 11 rebounds per game, and in the five games versus Milwaukee, he's averaging about 10 rebounds per game. Now, that average got a little bit skewed considering last game he racked up 17 boards because prior to that, he had 6, 7, 9, and 11 respectively. So he's only gone over it twice against Milwaukee, including the postseason game. But the difference of what the lineup looked like in the postseason game is the huge thing to consider with this bet. They had a small lineup, really, the whole game did the Bulls against Milwaukee. The Bucs have so many different threats they could throw at you that Billy Donovan's got to adjust in some type of way. And the adjustments that he did make with the smaller lineup being Booch as the big guy, Tristan Thompson not really playing, Derek Jones Jr. sometimes having to be the big guy. This falls on Vooch being the sole guy to grab all the boards for the Bulls, or at least the majority of them. I know that's his role regardless, but even more so now specifically. And if he's taken the role of the opposing big guy down low, that, again, is just going to open up the door for many more opportunities with him. So I think this is a prop 
that will continue to move up if he goes over it once again. And if you could get that nine and a half, I think it's absolutely worth laying the minus 140. So count me in for Vooch over nine and a half rebounds. Look, if you're getting enough plus money on the 10 and a half, I wouldn't be shocked to get to see him get to like 11 or 12 rebounds. But I'm just saying, if you have the nine and a half available, would definitely recommend that more than the 10 in the hook. Before we end up covering really all this coverage for this Chicago and Milwaukee game, I wanted to talk about one Bucks player. So we were talking about it with Nick Whalen yesterday, and I'm thinking you got to imagine Chris Middleton doesn't have as bad of a game, and I believe that, but I think a better bang for your buck if you're counting on either Middleton or Drew Holiday to step up as opposed to what they did on Sunday, I would err more toward trusting Drew Holiday over 18.5 points minus 121. Something to consider because in five games against Chicago, he's averaging about 18.5 points per game, and he really got a lot of good looks in game one. He just couldn't capitalize and knock him down. And he's gotten more shot attempts on average against the Bulls than Chris Middleton has. So if you want to look at one guy in Milwaukee to bounce back in this game, I would consider Drew Holiday over 18.5 points. I didn't end up betting it officially because eh, it's a little high and they're having you lay a price. But if there's a guy I think, aside from Giannis, who could have a good game on the box, I'd probably trust Drew Holiday because, again, of the slightly better number than you would have with Chris Middleton, who's at like 20.5 or 21.5. But again, the official plays we're rocking with props-wise for the Bulls is Vooch over 9.5 rebounds and DeRozan over 27.5 points. I still got one more prop in the NBA, which we'll discuss at the end of the show, as well as some draft coverage in a Major League Baseball bet. But coming up next, let's talk with Holden Kushner out in Denver about his Nuggets and much more. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You know, watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, just I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of the – Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? The whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. 
Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my game, <laughs> Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. 
Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. This is Rush Hour on VSEN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussions centered around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts that are designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. And you've got these city casts available in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. So make sure you subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcast available and you will get set up with multiple episodes a week. Great local sports betting content. Okay, welcome back to it. The show is Rush Hour. I'm Danny Burke, your host, live in the Windy City here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Speaking of the City Cast, how about we talk to one of our very own and host of the Denver City Cast? So we take it out to the Mile High City, Holden Kushner, joining us now at Holden Radio, where you could follow him on the tweets. And once again, his show, the Denver City Cast, spectacular with all things coverage for Denver sports, especially when it comes to betting. And Holden, I know you got a lot of busy events going on. I mean, of course, we have the playoffs. Jokic, the potential MVP, trying to hold on for dear life against the Warriors. The Avalanche looking great. And then you got the Rockies, who have been doing pretty well as an underdog. We'll get into that momentarily. But first, let's begin with the NBA postseason, my friend. Now, obviously, the first two games didn't go according to plan for this Nuggets team, but it's a depleted Nuggets team, so you can't really blame them or really are surprised by the outcome. But I guess personally, and obviously you follow this team a lot closely, you know, or a lot closer, but, you know, they're catching just a point and a half at home against the Warriors despite what we saw. And this total's at 224. I feel like people are going to be licking their chops to take the short spot here with the Warriors. But do you think your Nuggets can actually compete and maybe get a win in this series? That's now the goal, right? The goal for the Nuggets would be to win a game in this series. I'm not so sure it happens either, Danny. They're just looking... Very, very fragile. They're looking like a gong show on stilts. You got Barton yelling at DeMarcus Cousins. You've got Austin Rivers going at it with the crowd. You got Morris slamming the basketball, getting a technical. You got Jokic slamming the basketball, getting a technical, later getting kicked out of the game. So that's one side of things. This team is completely flabbergasted. The next thing is, oh, the Nuggets have home court advantage. No, they don't. Not when the Warriors come to town. There's two or three teams that come to town, and you literally have a 50-50 split, and that's what's going to happen here in Denver. It won't be like it was in San Francisco, where it was 100% Golden State Warriors fans, but I bet you it's closer, 60-40, 50-50. Even Michael Malone had to say that today. And then lastly, how do you guard the new Splash Brother with the old Splash Brothers? You've got Curry. you got a healthy, a healthy Curry, I think, now. Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole stepped up. They're not calling fouls on Draymond Green, despite the fact that he's absolutely mugging Nikola Jokic. Why? He's a half a foot shorter. <laughs> and I think Shaq has talked about this a million times. He used to get killed on every single play. They just wouldn't call it because he was so much bigger than everybody else. So you put the fact that they can't stop the outside shooting. Green has had a great series against Jokic to this point, And it's really not going to be a great home court advantage. 
it just shows you how bad this Nuggets team is without Jokic. And Jokic hasn't been good in this series either, but the reason why is the MVP, did you see this team during the regular season? Have you seen this team the first two games of this series? They are awful without him. Yeah, uh, it's just night and day. And honestly, too, it really just makes you give even more respect to the fact that he was able to carry this team for such a long season. And I know, holding that, people are still out there going, oh, no, you know, an MVP can't be like this in the playoffs. And Jokic, you know, uh, they, they're not even a top. I mean, get that out of here. If you look at the numbers and the metrics, they're even better than what he did last year in his MVP campaign. And you do have to take into account that they avoided the playing game and he did it with really no true dominant second score, right? No Michael Porter Jr., no Jamal Murray. When Will Barton is your second leading score in a playoff series, probably not a good formula to come out on top. So I'm with you here and I don't really think the home court advantage is going to prove to be that big. You, of course, would know better than I would. And we talk about guys that really haven't stepped up alongside Jokic. Holden, talk to me about Aaron Gordon here. Aaron I, was Gordon. Out his pro- <laughs> I was circling I out his prop the other day. It, it, it was at 15 and a half, and he ended up with like eight again or whatever it was. This guy just refuses to step up and be a consistent scorer. You know, they might actually be able to win a game if he does step up and become a consistent scorer. I really think he's lost a lot of confidence, though, Danny. Yeah. Why? I'm not sure, but he's settling for threes. Sometimes they're open. Sometimes they're not. When he does get to the basket, he's missing chip shots. He's missing gimmies. Defensively, he hasn't been the guy that they brought him in here to be. He's supposed to be the stopper. He hasn't stopped anybody. So offensively, he's a disaster. Defensively, he's not doing anything. And you at least like to see him make an impact on that side of the floor, given his defensive acumen. But no, that hasn't happened either. I think there's a few reasons why this team finds itself in a hole getting blown out in the first two games. Number one, Jokic plus not getting the calls. I'm not going to say that the foul thing is as big as most of the fans are saying. I, I am saying it's a thing. And second of all, who's the number two guy? It's supposed to be Aaron Gordon. It's not. You mentioned Will Barton. Barton would be a good fourth scorer on a legitimate playoff team. He's the number two. Yeah, man, it's... uh. It's something interesting there with your Nuggets. I mean, Jokic can only do so much like we said, mm-hmm. and you're right. Aaron Gordon's just not really playing like the guy that the Nuggets brought him over to be. I guess maybe he can't live up to the pressure of having to be the number two guy, and that's where you need those other role players who are injured right now to step in. But maybe when they get healthy, they'll kind of have a little bit more hope. And like you said, in this series, not necessarily feeling it, but maybe they could squeak out a game. And Holden, of course, at these books, specifically Bet Rivers, you can keep betting these updated or adjusted series prices and total games played in the series. And for example, you could bet under four and a half with the assumption that naturally Golden State would sweep and that's at plus 145. Or you could look at something like Golden State to win in five at plus 165. Are any of those intriguing to you that maybe despite the series already going off and losing some value, you still think could be a viable bet? Yeah, you and I bet differently, I think, in the NBA. I am a 95% bet live during NBA games. I'm just getting a better number. So when I look at the series prices here, if you did want to discuss that, and there's a very good shot. If you want to take, what was it, plus 165 for a four-game sweep, you're obviously not getting nearly the great number you got beforehand, but I can see it happening. You really have to ask yourself, do they take game three? Because if you do not think the Nuggets take game three, they're probably getting swept. I think by that time, the foot will be on their throat. They'll be Dunsky. They'll have no shot of coming back. If there was one bet out of that, that I would say, oh, that's not a bad one. Yeah, uh, the four-game sweep, I could see that happening. 
I'm still, there's a little trepidation here. I'm just wondering if for one game, Jokic can get back to form and carry his team to one victory. All right, Holden. Well, I know the Nuggets may be a little shaky right now, but you guys have a lot of confidence in your hockey squad out there being the Colorado Avalanche. They have been the short shots really all season to win the Stanley Cup this year, and we'll get to those updated odds in a sec. But tell us about their game tonight, 9 p.m. Central time for us here in the Midwest. You guys are on the road taking on the Kraken, and naturally Colorado a big favorite, minus 305. Total here is six in the hook. Are you kind of maybe hesitant looking to back Colorado at such a big number? Obviously, maybe you don't want to go with the money line, but even with the puck line, you're laying about minus 130. And Colorado at this point has everything pretty much wrapped up. So do they have a lot of incentive to go out there and dominate tonight? None. And Bednar came out and said he's going to start sitting, guys. And he started that last night, and we saw the Avalanche not nearly as good a team. Kadri should be coming back here, if not tonight, going forward. But something you need to keep in mind when you're betting the avalanche down the stretch, there will be stars taking the night off. So first thing I would look at is who's in, who's out. You know, Follow your favorite beat writer. If you see the names of guys like McKinnon or Rantanen are out, I think they will be sitting from time to time. You better readjust. So my advice to you, if you're betting the avalanche before the Stanley Cup playoffs, make sure you have actives and inactives. And honestly, I'm pulling back here over the last few games because of that. This team is so great. They are so dominant, but there are going to be some moving pieces here down the stretch. Yeah, makes sense. They got to rest up for the postseason. And again, they are the short shots right now to win the Stanley mm -hmm. Cup plus 325 at Bed Rivers. All right, Holden, we got just about 30 seconds left. Tell us about the Rockies a little bit. This team has been very profitable early on. It's been a little unique at Coors, maybe not as higher scoring, but as an underdog, that's where betters are looking, and Colorado's been coming through lately. They're a terrific team at home, and they have been over the last three years. I recommend you check out Adam Burke's article on that. He came up with a whole bunch of stats both ways. This is a really good team at home. If you are going to back them, back them at Coors. Really good starting pitching from the front three. You've got a great bullpen, and boy, Connor Joe, C.J. Crone, they're mashing the ball right now, Danny. Love it. Holden Kushner, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you follow him on Twitter at Holden Radio. And again, get a hold of the Denver City Cast, multiple episodes a week, everything with Denver sports. Holden's got you covered and great betting opportunities on that City Cast. Holden, we appreciate it, my man. Hopefully the Nuggets can give you some action here so you can keep talking about it throughout these months. But uh, like we said, maybe not too much confidence, but we're hoping for some good things coming your way, Zippy. my man. Thank you for making some time. <laughs> no confidence. <laughs> there you go, baby. Holden Kushner. Maybe we're looking to bet the Warriors tomorrow. We'll discuss more of that coming up next here on Rush Hour. Stick with us. It is Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Hour on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Baseball is here, and Bet Rivers has a special offer for you for all of Saturday's games. Place a three-leg same-game parlay of at least $25, and you'll earn a $10 free bet. With same-game parlays, you can combine player props and game bets to make your perfect combination. 
Terms and conditions do apply. Seaside for details, but go ahead and claim your offer on the BetRivers app or go to BetRivers.com. Okay, back at it here on Rush Hour. It is uh, VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Excuse me, I'm Danny Burke, your host. I'm already getting choked up because we got a big name joining us now out on the East Coast, host of the New York City cast, folks. That is Will Hill. You can follow him on the tweets at NotTheWillHill. And again, multiple episodes a week with him hosting the New York City cast. And Will, uh, we've got some excitement coming your way this evening. Tell us this Brooklyn and Boston game tonight, my man. I'm I'm kind of torn here. I, I like the idea of taking the points with Brooklyn, and I like coming back on the Nets with the series price. So three and a half is a spread, plus 188 right now for the Nets on the series odds. How have you kind of looked to work around this? Because, again, I haven't officially done it. That's just kind of what I'm thinking. But, of course, got to get your two cents on the matter first. Yeah, I think it's uh, it'll be a, another pretty good game, I would expect. And hey, we need some good series here. A lot of these series going to go four, you know, four or five games. I think Net Celtics. What we saw game one, it was like a conference finals level uh, battle between those two teams. And I look for Boston, and I, I I'm going to lay them with the money line. I just think Brooklyn kind of won their game in Boston on Sunday. They just gave it back. I think it's hard to do that, you know, two games in a row. Sometimes momentum within a series can be tricky. Sometimes it it, it exists. Sometimes maybe it doesn't. Uh, but th- this is an example where I think it's just going to be hard for Brooklyn to duplicate that. I really think they had their chance the other day to win in Boston. You know, they're up four or five late. Durant missed a three. Drogic missed a three. Uh, missed a three. Would have made it like an eight-point game, seven-point game. Uh, and again, they give it away late after Kyrie hits the three. I just think Boston wins the game. Now, um, I'm going to lay the money line here with Boston because I'm not crazy about laying the three and a half. I just think these teams are pretty even. That being said, if Boston wins tonight, I'm going to be looking to jump on the nets, you know, plus what do you think they'll give us plus three fifty on the money line for the series? If Boston, if Brooklyn's down two Oh, cause I, I, to me, I think, you know, Boston wins tonight. I think Brooklyn win game three and then game four, I think is where it gets decided where if, if Brooklyn ties it up, we're probably headed for seven, which I kind of think we are. And if Boston were able to go up three, one, they probably close it out in five, but I do think it's a long series. Uh, yeah, that plus one eighty eight right now is not enough for me to jump in on Brooklyn. But I do think, you know, Nets in seven, Celtics in seven, some of those uh, series exact score prices are interesting. I do think Boston wins tonight, though. I'm with it. If Boston wins tonight, I would definitely assume Brooklyn should be able to bounce back for game three. And then, of course, game four is kind of in that toss up mode. And and if you do like Boston like you do, Will, I would probably recommend the same thing. I mean, at that point, just look to lay on the money line minus 162. Right now at Bed Rivers, we saw Brooklyn cover the last game, of course, with Boston barely edging it out with that game winner. But, man, yeah, I- I'm torn. I think you can absolutely make an argument either way for each team right now. So it might be best to just sit back and see what you can get or, you know, take that better value if you like Brooklyn, per se, at the plus 188 and kind of just sweat out the rest of the series. But like you said, I mean, hey, if they lose this one, maybe you get 3-1. to one. Maybe you get better than 3-1. to one. And, Will, you also kind of alluded to that Maybe this series has the makings to go pretty deep. Well, at Bet Rivers, you could bet this series to go to seven games at two to one. Is that something that maybe piques your interest, or are you not a fan of those bets per se? Oh, I love those bets. You know, you pick the the team that's going to win and how many games. I think those are a lot of fun. You find some value, and you know, it's more of a feel thing. Once you've been watching the playoffs for a while, you can get the sense. You know what? It's probably not going to go seven, or it's not going to go four. It's either five or six. And you can kind of narrow it down and really get bang for your buck. Uh, I did bet some nets in seven plus 550 because I do think it's going to go seven. And look, you can hedge and, and make some money once it gets there, or you can just sit there and say, you know what? I got nets plus 550. 
I'm going to ride it out in game seven if we get there. And if the Nets get a lead, say they're up by seven or eight points, you can buy back on Boston plus points live wagering for game seven. I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but uh, I do think that's a pretty good way to go. I think we're looking at a long series. I think game one is indicative of the rest of the series where these teams are evenly matched. It's going to be back and forth. Celtics maybe have a slightly better team, but man, that uh, that tall gentleman on the Nets who didn't play very well in game one, he uh, he is the X factor. He can carry them. And I, I do think we're looking at a classic seven gamer here. Yeah, and you bring up an excellent point, too, because you have these unique betting stances to where you can do the exact as to where you can do the total games played, depending on what you get with that plus money. Then on a game to game basis, it could set up a beautiful hedging opportunity. So I kind of like your approach there. And yeah, if you think this one goes seven, for example, you could get that at two to one odds right now at Bet Rivers. So make sure you check out all those different opportunities you have available. Uh, Will, another basketball game that I think you and I were on the same page here before the series started because you were looking, if I recall correctly, to do the exactas for the Bucks and the Bulls series. And like most people, including myself, you're going in with the assumption that Milwaukee was either going to win in a sweep or win in five. Man, that first game was close. I'm expecting a bounce back, as I'm sure pretty much everybody is in this game. And Milwaukee's a 10-point favorite now. Totals at 225. How are you looking about this thing up in Milwaukee? Yeah, I laid the points here with Milwaukee. Uh, I think it kind of snuck under the radar Sunday because it was the game after the Celtics Nets. It was a Sunday like in between spot where it's like 6 p.m. Not a lot of people were probably watching. They saw the Bucks one by seven and figure, you know what? It went to script. Bucks got up 10 or 12 before you could blink an eye and they played terribly the rest of the way. I mean, they were trailing by five, either late third, early fourth quarter uh, turnovers, missed threes. I, I think they had turnovers on like 25 percent of their possessions. Just a million turnovers, a bunch of bad shooting. Milwaukee has these. Remember last year against the Hawks when Trey Young was out? They blew that game, looked terrible on offense. Early in the Nets series last year, they looked bad on offense. Uh, I think it was even game one in Miami last year where they just shot the ball terribly. They tend to bounce back. I would think at home they shoot it better, and I got a feeling they run the Bulls out of the gym tonight. I think you'll get a much better performance here from Milwaukee. Uh, we know Chicago, they've struggled with good teams. They've struggled with Milwaukee specifically. I think it's like, you know, one in 14, the last 15 games against Giannis. They have no answer for Giannis. I mean, Caruso did a hell of a job, but that's a tough ask for him to uh, to go one-on-one -on -one with Giannis. Just a lot of shooting for Milwaukee. I think they'll bounce back. I think they'll play well tonight. Uh, I laid it here with the, uh, with the Bucks. Yeah, I don't blame you. That's for sure, uh, for sure, Will. But everybody here in Chicago is hoping for a different result. You know, I had to go objective on the matter. I took under five and a half games for the series, so not going to be too mad if the Bucks do end up pulling it out, which, let's be realistic, they probably will. Uh, well, I do want to squeeze in some baseball before we let you go here. I handicapped one game that I made a bet on, which we'll discuss next segment. But, man, this one I think is very entertaining, and I was close to getting involved. I didn't do it because I do, at the end of the day, think it could be more closer to a pick than the odds are leading you to believe. And that is this Giants and Mets game, a great pitching matchup here. You got Bassett and then Carlos Rodon, the southpaw for the Giants, who's been really great in his first two outings. But, of course, same with Chris Bassett. And the Giants lost both of those games in the doubleheader yesterday, and they come back now a minus-124 favorite. Your Mets plus-108. Totals at six and a half, man. It's incredible. And again, you know, I, I maybe lean a little bit toward the Giants, but it, it's hard because I'm thinking it might be a pick em. I don't hate the idea of looking at the plus money now. Yeah, I played the Mets. You get them at plus money. They got a little magic going on. I think there's some good vibes with them with the new ownership. 
uh, Showalter, signing Scherzer, signing some of these guys. So I've been playing them a lot. To me, they've been very profitable. Uh, you could still get them at plus like 140, plus 150 to win the division. I think that's a great price. Uh, I played them tonight plus money uh, with Bassett versus Rodon. To me, it's more of a, uh, a pick them. Uh, should be a good matchup. Uh, I'll take the plus money here. And you can see right there, the ROI on the Mets has been very good at 9-3, plus 534 on the year. Uh, I would actually be on the under. I missed the pitcher hitting. You know, the DH kind of throws you off. It's tough with a six-and-a-half line, three-and-a-half first five to go under. Usually when you get that pitcher hitting, you get that one or two free innings. Now with the DH, you don't get that as much. So I've stayed away from some of these lower unders, but uh, I do like the Mets here at a, at a plus money price. All right, Will, before we let you go here, about 30 seconds, anything that has really stood out to you from a betting standpoint for baseball early on that you're keeping an eye on or implementing in your daily betting? Unders have done well. You know, these pitchers are not going very long. I think we've only had one or two guys throw 100 pitches, so you really got to cap the bullpens. It's been tricky. It's almost like separating two or three different games within a game between the starters going out early and all these different, you know, middle relievers, late relievers. It's been tricky. Seems like the ball's a little deader, so the unders have been in play. Uh, but again, long season. Got to keep an eye on everything. Well, you're the best, my man. Keep up the great work. When you're joining us, always appreciate it. And also love listening to the New York City cast, my man. Look forward to it. All right, DB. Appreciate you guys having me on. VEASAN.com slash podcast. Yes, sir. There you go, folks. You can catch him hosting the New York City cast. And follow him along on Twitter, at NotTheWillHill. Always love talking baseball with Will, but also here at VEASAN, we love talking about the NFL Draft, and VEASAN is all in for the NFL Draft next week in fabulous Las Vegas. We've got a special draft preview show this Sunday at 6 p.m. Tim Murray and Sean King will break down all the first-round prospects and props. Expert guests include legendary broadcaster Brent Musburger, former NFL GM Michael Lombardi, and former NFL lineman and TV host Mike Golick, along with his son. VEASAN's draft preview special is this Sunday at 6 p.m. exclusively on VEASAN. And don't forget, download our NFL draft betting guide. It's got you ready with best bets, mock drafts, and everything else you need to know for just $10. Check it out at VEASAN.com slash draft for more information. Talk and draft next here on Rush Out. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. That's my Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. 
Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. 
Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. Want more betting insights to give you an edge? Well, check out VSN's Best Bets podcast, where you can listen to daily sports betting highlights from the entire 24 7 stream of VSN experts who are tracking line moves, odds, props, wins, losses, and bad beats from all the sports books in Vegas as well as across the whole country. So download the VEASAN Best Bets podcast right now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts available. Okay, welcome back to it. It is time for our final segment on Rush Hour. I'm Danny Burke, your host. You can follow along on Twitter at Danny Burke 5 and as for VEASAN at VEASAN Live on the tweets. So we are getting close to draft day, right? And I know it's one of the most eventful times in the NFL and just betting in general. And it presents a lot of great opportunities in terms of placing some wagers. I personally have started to get into it pretty heavily, I guess, maybe the past two or three years. But I will say the the excitement is kind of at an all-time low heading into this draft. I think it's because of the unknown, not a high-caliber talent for the quarterback class specifically and well for us here in Chicago we got to wait to the second round to get some of these uh, look ahead mock drafts I guess for the Chicago Bears but that's leading me to go into the conversation of some of these draft props for the Chicago Bears now what you like to do with the draft sometimes you got to be willing to lay a price because the beautiful thing about betting the draft is you get a little advantage I mean the books don't like putting them up a lot because a lot of times as betters you have not necessarily inside info, but you have a preconceived notion of what specific teams are wanting to do. That's the difference between betting something like the draft and a sport on a game-to-game -game basis. So, for example, looking at the idea of what position the Bears could get, well, the assumption is because of how poor their offense is, because they want to invest in Justin Fields and they brought in a GM who's offensive-oriented, you would think they want to stress decide offensively being either a wide receiver or an offensive lineman. I mean, this league is showing that you want to get these young studs at wide receiver, and this wide receiver class is pretty dang deep heading into it. So I'm not saying it's a guarantee they're getting an offensive guy. Of course, they could go defensive with Matt Eberflus as their head coach and them dishing off some of their defensive guys. But I'm thinking, I mean, look, if you're Ryan Poles, you know what the Bears need. You know what they haven't had really their whole existence and you know what you drafted in fields and what you need to improve on and of course that is the offense that's what is the specialty in this league and that's what is continuing to be the main emphasis of success 
So you could look at Bet Rivers and go, hey, all right, what's the position of the Chicago Bears' first drafted player going to be? Now, you could look for a wide receiver, and at Bet Rivers, the number's plus 225. All right, not too bad. Some decent value, right? Well, not only do the Bears need to acquire some receivers, they also need some protection for Justin Fields. Maybe it's not as imperative, but it's still a necessity and something that they're addressing in the offseason. At least that's us Bears fans and football fans' assumption. Now, at Bet Rivers, you can get the Bears to draft an offensive lineman for also plus 225. Like we talked about earlier in the show, the beautiful thing about us betters is we have many different outlooks or outlets, excuse me, available. And the highest number I saw for the Bears to draft an offensive lineman in the state of Illinois was plus 430. So you could look at it at the angle of betting the Bears to get a wide receiver at plus 225 and also betting the Bears to get an offensive lineman with their first pick as high as plus 430. Now, again, in this hypothetical example, if we're putting our standard unit, let's say it's $100, right? So 100 to win 225 on a receiver and also betting 100 to win 430 on an offensive lineman, well, if they either get a receiver or a lineman, they get a receiver, you're making 125 because you're taking away 100 that you bet on offensive linemen. And if they do take an offensive lineman, you end up making 330 because you take away 100 that you invested on the wide receiver. You could go, well, Danny, what about the category of, will the Bears just select anybody on offense? Yes, of course, that's an option you can do. Minus 125 is the juice, though, to bet the Bears to just select an offensive player with their first selection. But again, you know... What you would do there is lay 125 to win 100, and yes, if they went defensive, you would also lose more money. So that's kind of the the reason you wouldn't want to go, or the reason, excuse me, you would want to go specifically with an offensive player. But of course, the payout's not necessarily as high if they were to get an offensive lineman, or of course, if they were to get a wide receiver. Now it's about a $25 difference or so, but still. If you have enough confidence that this new Bears regime is going to invest in their offense, and based on what you know the fan base wants, and based on the depth at the receiver position, and again, just what they need on the offensive line, I'm thinking you're having a good shot here if you look at both of those prices. So you bet your standard unit on both the Bears to select a wide receiver at plus 225, and try to find that great number of the Bears to get an offensive lineman at about plus 430. All right, I have enough confidence and at least rather hope that they're going to go in that direction, and I think that's a good angle to approach it with. Now, I'm going to wait just a little bit to see what news we're kind of hearing and rumblings about around the organization and from beat reporters, and then I'll probably pull the trigger officially. But this is the first area of betting in the draft that I'm really scouting out on, uh, on, and I think this could be a viable bet considering we all know the desperations and the improvement of the offensive side Chicago needs. And I believe that's where they're going to attack with their first pick in the second round. So I think that's a good avenue to approach with the Bears specifically for betting the NFL draft. We'll have plenty more coverage in the NFL draft with other angles. I've been looking at some as well, which we'll probably talk a little bit more about, if not this week at the beginning of next week. But even though it's not the most entertaining draft maybe this year, still a handful of opportunities I think are very solid looking forward to it. So again, we'll carry that on as we get further along next week heading into the actual NFL draft. All right, I told you I had a baseball play as well as our props tonight on Rush Hour. So really quick, I want to talk some baseball, and then we'll get to that other prop that I did not discuss just yet. But let's start in baseball really quick. Late game, 8.40 p.m. Central Time, first pitch, taking you out to the West Coast. The Mariners hosting the Texas Rangers. But a rocky start for the Rangers thus far. Seattle 
Got a nice win against the Rangers last night, 6-2. to two. Rangers now 2-8 and eight overall. They're on a four-game losing streak. Mariners got a record of 6-5, and five, and they're 3-1 and one at home. They've won their last four out of five games. A main reason that I like Seattle here, well, originally you're seeing the line movement. They opened minus 130. Now it's up to minus 157. So the market, I believe, is moving in the right direction. You got Logan Gilbert taking the bump for the Mariners, the righty, in two games this season. He's got a record of 1-0. and Pitched 10 innings, allowed 7 hits, and just one earned run, along with 11 strikeouts. Now his ERA is 0.90, XFIP 2.94, and a whip of 0.80. Dane Dunning for Texas, a righty. Two games started this season, 8.2 innings pitched. He's allowed 11 hits and 5 earned runs. Not great. He's got a whip of 1.73. Also, 52% of his balls that have been hit in play have been classified as a hard hit ball. And for reference, if you're a hitter and 40% of your hits are hard, that's classified as being excellent at fan graph. So he's kind of getting pummeled thus far. The Mariners have a great bullpen as well, the fourth best in baseball, whereas the Rangers have the worst with a 5.68 ERA. And also the Mariners OPS-wise offensively have been great at home, hitting 800 OPS-wise flat. And then against righties, 710 OPS, where against lefties it's not really been that great. Conversely, Rangers have been hitting better against uh, lefties than they have righties. So look, all the advantages in my mind point to the Mariners, and I'm backing them in this game. I got them about minus 148. Still wouldn't mind laying them in the minus 150s against the Texas Rangers. So give me the Mariners on the money line. And also that other prop, if we can go back to basketball, I want to talk about that Sixers and Raptors game. I'm looking at Fred Van Fleet. Lowest number I saw for his points prop is 20 and a half. The over was minus 125, and I pulled the trigger on it. Look, he's played three games, and they've all been at Philly. Got 32 points in the first matchup, 18 in the first game of the playoff series, and then 20 in the one most recently. And look, he's averaged more points at home than he has on the road this season, 21 compared to 19.7. Also, what is important to note, no thigh bowl tonight. For the Sixers, great defensive presence and probably someone who would be matched up against Van Fleet. In the game that Van Fleet dropped 32 points, Thibel was not playing. The Raptors need a great offensive performance. Van Fleet has played better at home, and I think he's going to do just that tonight. So I'm looking for Van Fleet over 20 and a half points. And Mark, he has gone over in 29 out of 65 games. The difference between 20 and a half and 21 and a half is seven games. So make sure you look for that 20 in the hook. I don't hate the idea of 21 and a half, but just like we were talking about with the Vooch props, if you can get the number that's one more in favor of you, I'd recommend laying a little bit to get that. So our other prop we're doing, Fred Van Fleet over 20 and a half points. The other props that we had tonight, of course, was DeMar DeRozan over 27 and a half points, minus 114. He's saying he's not going to have that poor of a performance like he did in game one. I believe him. He's had great success against Milwaukee, and I think he bounces back tonight. Not necessarily the Bulls, but at least DeRozan will. And then Nikola Vucevic over 9.5 rebounds, minus 140. Who the hell else is going to grab boards out there? It's only Vooch, especially with the rotation they displayed on Sunday. So give me Vooch over 9.5 rebounds. Then, like we said, Van Fleet over 20.5 points for our final NBA prop. And then in baseball, we are going with the Mariners on the money line tonight on the Diamond. That's going to wrap it up for another edition of Rush Hour. Best of luck with all your plays, folks. Enjoy all the games, and until tomorrow, take care. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. 
What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.